I like live by this quote is progress over perfection. I think the all or nothing mindset is one of the most damaging mindsets that you can have because really when I think of the people that I know with the all or nothing mindset, you are always kind of stagnant because if one little setback happens, you know, it's over. And I think we're bound to have setbacks, you know, that's a, an inevitable thing in life. So I think learning how to kind of deal with those setbacks, but then keep pushing forward is so important. Welcome back to Let's Dive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and this is my third time, third time, trying to record this intro. I am just stumbling over my words tonight. My mind feels a little bit jumbled and fumbled, but we're doing it. We're getting it done, mainly because I feel so bad that I have pushed this intro off to the point that my editor will be doing it last minute, and... I don't want to be that person, you know? I don't want to be the person handing in the work at the last fucking second and then the pressure's on the person doing it. Hannah, I'm so sorry. You're the best editor. Big love for you in putting up with my shenanigans time and time again. But that being said, intro aside, glimpse into the chaos of my mind at the moment, I'm happy to have you here. (laughs) Whether you're new or an OG or somewhere in between, it's just always a pleasure to get behind the mic and just, I don't know, imagine this community I'm connecting with and all you beautiful souls and the conversations we get to have on Instagram or sometimes in person. They just truly, truly make my heart happy. And they're the reason I do what I do. So, well, you all are the reason, so much gratitude but all that rambling and shenanigans aside we do have a phenomenal episode today uh perfect for the season with it being december as i record and release this episode uh today's guest lauren cameron she is also on instagram at lao's healthy life i'll have everything linked below but uh, i just like talk about a bubbly beautiful spirit the type of person that looking at their content, talking with them, you know, via Zoom, chatting with the DMs, just gives off that good vibe energy of, I want to be your friend. (laughs) And that's definitely how I felt after this conversation with her. We started off with a mutual love for all things Christmas, of course, and you'll hear a little snippet of that because I just couldn't deny myself a conversation with someone as excited for Christmas and snow and the season of cozy as I am. I'm a Northeast Pennsylvania gal at heart. Only recently have I moved to Austin, Texas, and I'm still not used to having it be a 77 degree day in December. Like what? No, where is my sweater weather? I miss it. But anyways, we do dive quickly into the legitimate conversation that is the focus of today. And that is on all aspects of wellness and specifically both of our journeys with taking health too far, having a fear-based mindset, seeking control, wanting to change our bodies, being influenced by diet culture, and how over time it shifts. And for Lauren, it really shifted with decisions in school and decisions for her career and then life transitions and how she had to learn to prioritize and really focus and 
nurture these different aspects of wellness that she didn't really do before. And it's a beautiful transition, as you'll hear from exercise obsessed and counting calories and food obsessed and ingredient this and weight and all of this just diet culture influenced living into this much more quote unquote balanced just overall wellness focused lifestyle that prioritizes the mental emotional and physical wellness <laughs> the wellness and health and from a 360 viewpoint and i deeply deeply resonated with what she shared and i overall think it's a really good conversation to just get you thinking and there were even things that she said that got me thinking and prompted us to go in different directions with this conversation but i think that whether you've struggled with an eating disorder disordered eating or you've just felt maybe lately that you're having some odd thoughts around food or your body image or exercise or whatever it is like this might be a good conversation to listen to and it might prompt you to think about something more and to build up that self-awareness and really start to pay attention to what's happening in your life and especially in regards to your body or wellness or any of that. So I truly, truly hope you give it a listen. Uh, we talk a bit about her career choice with naturopathic medicine and what it's like to have a partner that's sort of with you in this like wellness lifestyle uh, when it comes to creation and her new perspective on what health means and drinking and yes, overall just a little all over the place and I really, really loved it. So let us know if you listen. I will link my Instagram and her Instagram down below as well as any websites or additional links that you may need. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode, what you're taking away from it. Uh, you can always leave a rate and review as well to support the show. It is the best way to support this creation that is 100% free to you, yet I will admit takes a lot of fucking time and a lot of commitment and energy. So all of the support is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, but until next time, I'll drop it off here and let's jive and let's dive into today's episode. For anyone listening, I just saw she has this amazing snowman mug and it is like I need one. I now need one of those. And I will probably be going online after this to try to find one. And I think a mug obsession is pretty like normal though. And I mean, yes. I, I know, I don't know if you actually would like go to say it's a mug obsession, but I think of myself and my friends in which we have either like ceramics or mugs, like I'm just a sucker for, and I know I don't need that many, but I, I still do. Like I, I do well, need them in a sense. hundred <laughs> percent. They're so fun. And I just feel I just picture my life with all of these new mugs and mm -hmm. then I build this like comfy, cozy aesthetic around it. I'm like, I absolutely need it. Even though I have 500 at home that are still so cute and cozy, I just, I need it. I love it. So I definitely have a collection, a collection yeah. going with them, but it's fun. I feel like there's way yeah. worse addictions in this life. Oh, true. <laughs> and like the way I think about it is things like those, you know, like everybody says like romanticize your life, like find joy in the small moments. Like there is a big difference between me drinking out of like a boring mug that I don't necessarily like. And then the mornings when I like specifically pick out a special mug, you know what I mean? Like it just sets hundred percent and it, it's just like little things like that. I swear, like we all have our, I'm sure most of us have our favorite mug, plate, spoon, whatever it is. And like the days you use that are different from other days. Like it sets things apart. hundred percent. I'm so big with 
the cups or like the mugs that I drink out of. Even I was saying this the other day to somebody because I've been trying to cut back. I have this, I've been having a habit of having a glass of wine most evenings. It's just like <laughs> one glass of wine, but I'm, I'm becoming aware of it and just wanting to lessen how often I'm doing that. So I started making all of these like fun non-alcoholic drinks in a wine glass. And I swear uh-huh. having them in a wine glass is so much better than just having it in a plain old glass it just makes you feel fancy and it kind of still gives you that same feel I'm like maybe this whole time I actually just love drinking a wine glass I don't even love the wine (laughs) oh truly I mean I I feel that immensely because I'm the same way with alcohol where I'm just like in what cases do I'm I don't know do I need it or am I just like here for like the feel of it or the atmosphere Totally. Um, but on that note like I'm curious have you ever felt like your relationship to alcohol was like a bit more, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's neat when you can get to the point where it's like, oh, I want a glass of wine with dinner, you know, something like it becomes like that casual, you don't have to overthink it or such. But Mm -hmm. I know I just did, the reason this is top of mind is I just did a solo episode actually on my relationship to alcohol and how like for the longest time, it was sort of like a fear for me because of calories or you know just like oh what if I like drink too much or what if this happens or it throws me off track whatever and how freeing it is to be at a place now where I do feel like I'm a bit better at like picking and choosing when I actually want it and not overthinking it and overanalyzing it and so I've just been real big on this topic lately and you brought up wine Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious like have you had what's your relationship with alcohol been like like has it always been like pretty intuitive you're aware or was it something that for a while you were trying to like think on and work on? Mm, That's such a good question. I feel like obviously I definitely, you mentioning calories and things like that related to alcohol. I definitely went through that myself because back in high school and, you know, early years of university, I definitely didn't have the best relationship with food. And that kind of turned into not the best relationship with alcohol, just in the sense of, you know, okay, if I'm going out to drink tonight, I can't eat anything in the day. And then you get an unhealthy buzz because you have no food in your system. And then that's just, I I think, setting you up for not a good situation later that night. So I definitely have had my own issues with alcohol in that sense. Never, not to the sense where I've really overconsumed it on a regular basis, more so just around the calories eating thing situation. But now I feel like I definitely do have a really good relationship with alcohol. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm aware of how much I'm drinking and I am so invested in health and wellness that I know, you know, having a glass of wine every night, while it might not hurt you, alcohol isn't the healthiest thing. It is a toxin at the end of the day. So I just, once I was getting into that habit, I feel like I'm very in tune with myself. And I was like, oh, I don't love how I'm like relying on this every night. So let's kind of scale it back. But for me, I also can't I have to find a place of balance um, because if I was to just say, oh, I'm not drinking for like a couple months or a month or something, I feel like that would really put me into that place of restriction that I've worked so hard to come out of. So I feel like I have to just kind of be intuitive about it, recognize when it's kind of getting too far um, and scale it back, but not, but also find a place for it in, in a healthy way in my life. So whether that's on the weekend, I want to have a glass or two of wine, um, then I will, and I won't feel guilty about it and I'll feel okay. But if I'm, you know, having a glass every night and I'm waking up and not feeling my best, that's when you can kind of just get in tune with, again, how you're feeling and scale it back. So it's just really being aware of how things are making you feel rather than, you know, obsessing over every little drink that you have, I guess. If that makes sense. 
Oh, completely. And I, I think that can be, I could think that can relate to so many aspects of health and wellness, which we can dive into in a moment here. But I, I agree with you, like on that one part as well about having it be more about tuning into your body versus like almost tuning out by going into a restriction mode. Mm-hmm. I tried that a few months ago where I was just really not feeling good, had all these health things going on. And, you know, I wasn't drinking that much, but even just the few drinks I'd have like throughout the week, every time we went out to dinner, I was just like, I need to stop. And so I went like an entire month with no alcohol whatsoever. And then when I started to drink again, I did, there were just so many moments where I, I was like, why did I like put myself in that restrictive mindset? Like I really mm-hmm. didn't need to do that. And took some time to like figure things out, but I do feel like similar to you. I'm in that place now of just being very aware and in tune with it, Mm -hmm. but going back to, you know, you did mention like, like me, you are also into the health and wellness scene. It's something that matters to both of us. And it's something like we are passionate about at the end of the day. So I'm just curious, where did that journey begin for you? Like, were you the little kid that was like, always sort of like going for the vegetable, you know, whatever it was, or did it just click for you one day of, you know, whether in a better or worse way of, oh, I'm really interested into health and wellness. Yeah. Such a good question. I feel like as a kid, I definitely, I unfortunately was probably not the kid that went for vegetables at all. I feel like I have such vivid memories of begging my parents like every night to cook chicken fingers and fries. Cause that was like my favorite meal to eat. Um, I was a hypochondriac as a kid. I will say that. And I thought I was going to have like every disease and that scared me, which is probably not the best way to get into health and wellness out of fear, but I was a bit of a contract in that sense. But no, I think that my actual interest in health and wellness probably started when I was in high school. I feel like it probably started for more aesthetic um, reasons rather than actually about how I feel, unfortunately. But I feel like that honestly happens a lot in high school for us. It's a really trying time going through puberty, your body's changing. And I remember the year that I went from grade nine to 10, um, definitely had some hormonal changes going on. And just my size had changed a lot from that summer. And I remember that was really hard for me. And I, I felt like something was wrong. And I didn't know why this was happening. So then that kind of got me into, okay, let's eat healthier and work out so that you can try to feel better. And look differently. Ultimately, that's why it started. I hate to say that now, because that's not what it should be about. But that is how it started for me. And then unfortunately, that did kind of turn into a really unhealthy relationship with food and exercise down the line, which I'm so happy to be out of that mindset now. But yeah, it definitely started back then more for the wrong reasons, I would say. Um, But I am grateful for that journey at the same time, because I feel like it's what led me to have such a balanced approach now and really appreciate that balanced approach more than anything else, having gone through the restrictive phase and the unhealthy mindset around food and exercise. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I agree where a starting like <laughs> your journey into health and wellness from a fear-based mindset is not, mm-hmm. not ideal. Cause that's kind of how mine initially started. And then similar to you, it did shift into the aesthetics and like the typical, mm-hmm. I feel like diet culture, just thoughts and habits and beliefs that so many people, you know, men, women of any gender and association experience in that time frame of life. Um, also similar to you, I always think I'm like, I don't wish that happened. You know, I'm not, it's not like I'm happy that happened to me, but also like, 
at least now I'm here, like finally figuring out what health and wellness means to me versus like going through that in my twenties or such. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can always learn from something, you know, you can always like have your lessons taken from it, but I am curious, you said it sort of started in that high school range. I'm assuming it lasted for a bit. At what point did you decide you wanted to then study naturopathic medicine? Like, was that something inspired by those years or did that come later after you switched some things around? Um, I'm always just curious when people go into health related degrees to hear like what prompted them to do it because some it's sort of like their way out of diet culture, so to speak. And then for others, it gets a little rough for a bit. You know what I mean? Like it's almost Mm -hmm. like it worsens it and then it smooths out obviously. So I'm always just curious to see and hear how that started out for you. Totally. I love, I love asking other people this question too, who got into naturopathic medicine, or like you mentioned, another health related degree, because it is so interesting to hear about how people got to that choice, because at the end of the day, it is an alternative career practice compared to some of, you know, like a lawyer or a dentist or all of those kind of things. But yeah, for me, it kind of, I feel like I resisted it for a while, to be honest, because for the longest time, I really struggled in the first couple years of university with my marks, um, which was really hard. But then once I kind of got that under control, um, I think that was probably because of dealing with a lot of health issues and, you know, eating issues too, which kind of all ties together because school just wasn't a focus for me. So once I was able to get that under under control and start getting better marks, I really had always thought I was going to be a dentist. I come from a family of dentists and it would, it's almost just like, going into the family business to go to dental school. So I always thought that that was for sure what I was going to do. And then I realized how much I love health and wellness and that kind of thing. So then I toyed with the idea of going into medicine. Um, So I kind of went back and forth between those two things for a while, kind of thinking that those were my best or only options. And I actually got the MCAT book to start studying for the MCAT the same summer that I ended up or I guess it was probably the same spring that I ended up applying for naturopathic medicine because I remember the whole situation. There was actually one moment that completely changed my mind because at this point I was so involved with health and wellness. I had my private Instagram account that I would share all of my, the meals I was cooking and the things I was doing to kind of try to have that balanced wellness lifestyle. And I loved it. I love talking about it. I would talk to anybody who would talk to me about it. And it was so fun for me. I was definitely really passionate about it, but still had this idea in my head that I have to either do dentistry or medicine. Those were just the two things in my head that were the only options. So this spring, um, before I applied to naturopathic medical school, I was in the kitchen with my parents, family friends who are like other parents to me and my siblings, they were so close. And we were just kind of talking about health and wellness stuff. And then they were like, Lauren, like, why aren't you doing naturopathic medicine? Because at this point I had looked into it. I've, I had been to different naturopathic doctors in the past and I really resonated with the approach of finding the root cause to address symptoms. And I am such a believer that we need both Western and naturopathic medicine. I think an integrative approach is really key because there's a time and place for both. And I think that they can work really nicely together and both offer things that the other can't. So um, I remember how I actually got to see, I guess I'll swing back to how I got to see a naturopath myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I can ramble sometimes. (laughs) So I guess 
when I was in university, I really struggled with digestive issues, which probably stemmed from a lot of eating issues and over-exercising and things like that. Um, so I ended up going to my doctor to try to get some help with what was going on and ultimately was diagnosed with IBS and told that I should just be on Restorelax and um, for the rest of my life and eat yogurt for probiotics. And I was like, those things don't work for me. And I just didn't really feel like that was addressing what was actually going on. I was like, why is this happening to me? So I didn't want to accept that that was all that I could do for those issues. So I ended up just kind of researching alternative options. And then that's when I came across naturopathic doctors. So I went to see one, was living in Halifax at the time. And I feel like I just completely resonated with the whole approach. And while naturopathic doctors can all kind of practice slightly differently, um, at the end of the day, they all really do focus on the root cause. So instead of looking at, okay, you have these symptoms, let's give you a medication to get rid of those symptoms. They're like, okay, you have these symptoms. Why are you having these symptoms? And I just resonated with that approach more than anything, especially since I was told that I would basically have to live with these digestive issues my whole life. And they were really affecting my quality of life at this point. Like I didn't want to go out. I felt sick all the time and that's just no way to live really. So I had so much relief and so many great results from seeing a naturopathic doctor over the years that I fell in love with the profession. So then swing back to this spring when we were all in the kitchen with my family and friends. And then we were just talking about health and wellness stuff. And at this point, the passion was for sure there. <laughs> um, so they were like, Lauren, why aren't you pursuing naturopathic medicine? Like, it sounds like this is exactly what you want to do. And I was like, I know, but it's meant to be a more challenging career path to pursue. It's not as easy as, you know, coming into the family dental business or just, you know, being a doctor and starting work. So I knew it was kind of like a more challenging career path to endure. Um, but honestly, we had a really good conversation and I was like, you know what, what, you're right. Like, why am I not doing what lights me up? You know? And it was honestly that moment that I was like, okay, I'm going to apply and just see if I can even get in. And I did. And here we are four years later and I graduated this year. <laughs> so oh. that's how I got into it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I love that. Like, what better a it's like you had your own amazing experience with the profession and really showed you like what's out there and probably opened your eyes to so many new aspects of what like true balanced health and wellness means right mm -hmm. and then you have the opportunity to provide that for others and it's like mm -hmm. yes it is the harder path but it's it's like what you said there like why am i not pursuing my passions right like at the end mm -hmm. of the day you have this one life and right it's like cheesy cliche whatever but it's also very true and yeah I don't know I think that's oh that's so powerful and I absolutely love that and you did it like you made it through you know what I mean like I know oh that's I can't believe I made it through sometimes it was the hardest thing I've ever done it was so challenging that program but I am really happy and grateful to be on the other side of it and I do think it's worth it like even starting to see patients now it's so rewarding in every way, seeing people improve and kind of their lives change from your recommendations. Like, it's just really great. I love that. And I guess for you personally, when you were going through what I can imagine is an intense and very vigorous, like coursework, everything, did that force you to shift your relationship to health and wellness? And what I mean by that is, I feel like oftentimes there's a shift that occurs and it can rock a lot of us, you know, without realizing in which growing up in high school, maybe even beginning of college, you have the time and the space to really like 
pursue these like health and wellness outlets. Right. And a lot of us, Mm -hmm. it's like lots of, you know, exercising, lots of gym time, lots of time to prepare our food and do this and, you know, pursue all these avenues of health and wellness. And then sometimes these life moments hit, right. Where you're in intensive school or works picking up, whatever it is. And suddenly like your priorities have to shift. So Mm -hmm. I guess, did you see any like shifts in your own relationship to health and wellness? Maybe it was like, you found you had to prioritize sleep over early morning workouts, or you started, you know, like getting meal, you know, meal preps delivered versus like making everything from scratch, like whatever it was, how did you shift to really accommodate like both, both these important aspects of your life, I suppose? Yeah, I love that because I think they're, you know, different stages of life and different phases of life, your, your priorities and your habits are bound to change. And I think that that's okay. And we have to kind of just accept that and learn to pivot. Um, I will say I was very, very blessed that my now husband had moved with me to Toronto. Um, So we live together and he loves to cook. So I was very lucky to come home most days, most long days from school when I would have probably just ordered takeout to a lovely meal prepared. So I, I do feel like that was a very big blessing that I probably overlooked at the time. But in hindsight now, I'm like, wow, I love you so much. Thank you for showing up and doing that for me. But no, for sure, um, priority shifted for me. I used to really, really focus on workouts um, and that still is a big priority for me movement, even if it's just like at this point, a walk now, but before it wasn't considered a workout unless I went to the gym and like lifted weights and was sweating. But now I consider a workout, honestly, if I get out for a 15 minute walk, if that's all I have time for. And that's sometimes all I had time for in school, even now, life just sometimes gets busy. Um, So I think that was kind of something that I had to pivot and change my mindset towards because it's like, you know, Right now, I can't justify an hour-long workout. I have to either go for like a 15-minute HIIT workout or I have to just get outside for some fresh air and get the blood pumping because I have exams coming up and I just have to study. (laughs) And even like, as bad as this is to say, I probably lift off protein bars more days than I want to admit through school because they were just, I packed my bag, didn't have to think, and I would just eat like three protein bars a day. And did I have a cramp and not feel good by the end of the day? Yes. So I learned my lesson the hard way. But sometimes that's just kind of what you have to do whenever times get busy. And I mean, after those days where, you know, I might have had those three protein bars and not felt good. I'm like, okay, I don't, this isn't really worth it. I don't want to feel sick at the end of the day. So now I'm just going to make sure that I get ahead of this you know, at the start of the week and whether that's prepping like some roasted veggies or some chicken, whereas I might not have had to do that before. Cause I would have had time in my day to prep those things, just kind of being aware and getting ahead would help a lot. And then again, a husband who likes to cook, very helpful, go, go ahead and get one. And then you'll always be eating good. <laughs> I love that. I truly hope whatever man I end up with can cook because like, Oh, what a game changer. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't grow up with that. My God, love my dad. I love him so much. But like my mom was the only one in her family that coached. Like my dad probably made us like three meals as kids. And it was like craft dinner, chicken fingers, which I loved. I loved both of his meals, craft dinner and chicken fingers. So having a husband that can cook, I'm like, what is this? This is so weird to me because I've never <laughs> seen this. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what to think right now. No, <laughs> I, I feel that I like. I have some like really good guy friends that love to cook and are phenomenal cooks and they'll come over and cook for me like, oh, this is so fun. Like I'm just used to 
I don't know, even with my like, fe- like girlfriends, like they, I'm like the, the one that cooks. And so it's yeah. like, have somebody that will like cook for me and sometimes cook better than me. And I'm just like, Oh, I like this. <laughs> it's a treat. Cause I feel like even when you love to cook, like we both love to cook all that kind of stuff, but it still hits different when someone just cooks for you and you can just yes. like sit back and watch the process and then enjoy the food. I don't know. It's a nice treat every now and then. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. It's reciprocated both ways, but it's needed. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, but I, and I love that. Like exactly what you were saying there was what I was trying to get a cross with my long-winded question is just those moments and realizations there, right? And I've had mm-hmm. similar ones. I feel like so many listening will have those moments or already have had those moments in which you realize like an hour-long workout, like I don't care how long I've been doing it. You know, I th- had these thoughts about it. Like I can't do that in this in this chapter of my life, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not serving me best. And a walk can be just as beneficial for your body and letting yourself sleep more can be just as beneficial. And then also, even when it comes to food, I know I went through a huge stage where I was just like, had to have like the perfectly quote unquote, perfectly balanced meals and make everything and quite criteria for like literally what I thought was the right food for the day. And so I too got to the point with work in which I was eating, you know, it's like granola bars, you know, and just like stacky stuff. And it was, you know, while it didn't serve me in the long run and I did have to shift and accommodate for more like satisfying, fulfilling, energizing meals, Mm -hmm. it was still freeing in those moments to be like, wow, past me would never do this. Like past me would never be okay with like having these snacky type meals and with snacking throughout the day and with buying, you know, snacks and foods and all these things. So I think when you're in those moments that are like, you can either really fight it and try to stick in your ways, or you can evolve and change and like challenge those things and really find like a, almost like a better side to it. Once you do, once you do the work. Totally. I know that it's not forever too. Like when you're a super busy student, you might have way less time to prep your meals than when you're working because you're even like home in the day and it's just different. Yeah. That might not be the case all the time, but I do, I just do believe that there's different phases of life and it also takes up so much mental capacity to be really hyper focused and obsessed over every little thing that you're eating sometimes that you just have to take a step back and don't get me wrong. I'm all about nourishing meals and wanting like eating to feel good. I feel like that's so important. And sometimes it takes kind of getting off the rails a bit because life gets busy to realize like, okay, this does make me feel so good. I need to find a way to fit this back into my routine. But yeah, I think that that's so normal. And it just like, sometimes you just have more going on than just what you're eating. And that's actually a lot of the time. And that's okay too. It's like great to come back to that, but know that it's normal to have those fluctuations in life. Yeah, truly. And, and that'll happen with people in your life as well. And they'll be there along for the journey. And Mm -hmm. I think even like going back to your husband cooking and supporting you in that way as well. Have you ever received like misunderstanding or feedback or kickback from family members or friends or close ones, just not understanding like your passion for health and wellness or, you know, like, I don't know, it's unfortunately, you know, like I've had people in my life before that made me feel really uncomfortable about being so passionate about it. Right. And there were definitely times where I was a bit over the top and it's probably warranted, but even as things like mellowed out and I found more peace with my relationship to health, and wellness, there's just still just a few people that would always make me like almost feel bad about it. Or it felt like I always had to explain myself or just like 
couldn't be my full, like, get excited over this, you know, like dairy-free cake I made because I'm lactose intolerant, you know, like things like that. So have you ever experienced moments like those or have you had like a pretty good, like support system throughout it all, I suppose? Yeah. Well, first, I'm sorry that you kind of had to deal with that. I know that that's so common. You're definitely not alone Mm -hmm. in that. Um, I, and I do think too, just to kind of touch on that, I feel like when people are kind of judgmental towards a certain lifestyle, I do feel like it probably stems from a place of them being quite insecure with their lifestyle. And it's bringing, you know, realizations out that they might be uncomfortable addressing in their own lives. So I feel like oftentimes when there is that judgment there, that's just a reflection of a deeper insecurity within themselves. Um, I've been very, very lucky that my immediate family and really close friends have been my biggest supporters the whole time. I honestly don't think I would have even pursued naturopathic medicine. And if I didn't have the support of my family and them pushing me to do it, like, because again, I had this deep, like, you know, what's the word deep identity that I was supposed to be a dentist or something, something like that, um, that I don't think I ever would have come out of that if it wasn't for my family being like, okay, you need to do this. Like you love this stuff. This is your passion and we're going to support you along the whole way. So in terms of my career, um, I've, I could just like cry. I'm so happy that I have a very supportive family in that sense. Um, I mean, there's definitely been people along the years that probably, you know, have judged some of my lifestyle choices or things like that. And I remember even too, like, I don't even really know about the people that would have been super judgmental because I just kind of have really, I don't associate myself with those people, Mm -hmm. um, which is easy because I don't have immediate family or close friends that were like that. I know that that could be a lot more challenging if you did. Um, I feel like I'm even relating it to my Instagram account though. I remember being so nervous about what people were going to say about that and kind of make fun of me for posting things on Instagram because I started doing that when it wasn't really like there weren't really influencers or things like that. So I remember being really nervous in that sense, but that was more caring about people that I barely knew and what they would think. And now in hindsight, I'm like, I really wish I didn't ever even care about that because it doesn't matter. And I feel like, I think you're asking me this question where in a time in my life where I'm very secure with my passions, what I love, my profession, all of those things. If you had asked me this maybe four years ago, I might've had a different answer, but Mm -hmm. I feel like right now I I feel very secure in what I'm doing and very proud of myself for where I've come so that I feel like I don't even let myself see people that might be judgmental about what I do. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, and I, I, I love that you brought that fact up of like the time Mm -hmm. difference, because even reflecting on this, like those examples I brought up, thankfully have not happened in the past like two years, but it was when I was starting this all and I myself didn't believe in what I was doing. I didn't Mm -hmm. know like what my own full thoughts and beliefs were. I was just sort of getting started in this all. And it was like, you know, it was almost that idea of, you know, if something bad happens in your day, you just keep seeing like the, the quote unquote bad. And it was mm-hmm. that same idea where I just kept seeing like those people that did have their judgments or their thoughts about it. And thankfully now, as you said, when you become more secure in like who you are and what you are passionate about and believe in and what you're doing, you do like you honestly are less and less aware of that type of feedback and those type of views. And I think especially I'm glad you you know related it to Instagram as well, because there's so many things that we all want to do in life, right? And whether it's 
Instagram or starting a project or creating art or writing or trying something new. Like, I feel like most of the time, the hesitation, the anxiety, the fear comes from A, the unknown, but also the unknown people, right? That we're thinking Mm -hmm. we'll see it or hear it or we'll think about it or we'll judge us. And I think there is something empowering about getting to that place where you have your people that you know believe in you, you believe in yourself, and then you just realize like these unknown people, these unknown judgments and fears that I'm almost like thinking up of in my mind, like they don't Mm -hmm. matter enough to keep me from pursuing this thing that I'm obviously passionate about. And so I think there's so many ways that that conversation and that point you just brought up can relate to many, many aspects of the everyday Mm -hmm. life for us all. Yeah, this that also just made me think too. I, I do remember being a little bit insecure when I first got into naturopathic medicine because I know our generation is so interested in that kind of like holistic health and that kind of stuff, which is amazing. But there definitely are people that, you know, don't necessarily quote unquote believe in naturopathic medicine. Whereas I don't really think there's anything to believe in or not because we use a different, uh, we use a different approach, but it's all evidence-based and really beneficial. And I think too, just finding peace with myself, knowing that while I practice naturopathic medicine, I have so much appreciation for Western medicine has been really helpful. And I think living by example of trying to integrate the two, which is what I believe in, not one or the other, which I think a lot of the time, I think I was really nervous about that going in as I didn't want people to see me going into naturopathic medicine, thinking that I don't believe in Western medicine, because that's just not the case. So I feel like now that I'm actually out of school and can kind of live by that example of showing how much I value Western medicine, and then also kind of trying to prove where naturopathic medicine can fit into that picture, if that makes sense, I think has been really helpful for me being even more secure with myself, because I'm just trying to be the voice that preaches integrative medicine rather than one or the other. Truly. Oh, a hundred percent. And I I feel like that's, I mean, I have a couple other friends that are in the field and I feel just like our conversations behind the scenes, you know, about their work and everything that is always coming up. And I mean, I know I personally am even drawn to people like you that are like, you're just, you're putting out there like what you believe in and what you know works and your experience. And you're not trying to like cause a divide. You're not trying to say like, you know, it's like black or white extremist thinking. You're just saying mm-hmm. like this, this is what has worked for me. I fully believe it will work for you. Like let's explore, mm-hmm. let's try it out. And so I, I don't know, we need more people like you in the world. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, nothing is ever truly black or white. I feel like you have to, I've always been that middle ground. I feel like I can see different perspectives very well. I feel like I can see different sides of arguments very well. So I feel like just having that middle ground stance is a really healthy place for me to be in because I think, I think that's just where it's at. Like things are gray, you know, they're not black and white and that kind of thinking can be really detrimental, I think. Oh no, truly. And I mean, relating that back to the most basic aspect of what we're discussing today is, you know, the idea of health and wellness and how many of us get stuck in diet culture and that almost like yo-yo effect, right? Of like thinking it's all in or or nothing when it comes to health or exercise um, or how we look, whatever. And I think finding that in between the gray, the sort of like where we can find our own approach to it is truly like what makes it sustainable and honestly realistic. And that was like 
one of the like sort of final questions I wanted to ask you here is you've obviously had your own like experience all over with health and wellness, but what are like a few things that have really made living a healthy, you know, healthy, well lifestyle um, attainable and realistic for you as someone that has, you know, lots going on and passions and work and family and just, you know, just as much as we all do. So what makes that realistic for you in the everyday or most days at least? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It can fluctuate. It can yes, yes. be a little bit of a roller coaster sometimes, but no, I think that that's, I think that's great. I think that that's key to kind of to the, the whole way that I approach wellness now is making it sustainable and making it, you know, long-term. And I think that um, some of the biggest things that I can say, I guess I have like three things that I want to say here. So first is to know how to pivot, because I think that that's so important. Kind of like we chatted about earlier, you know, different phases of life. You know, if you're a new mom, if you're a busy student, you're going to have different priorities in those phases of life and learning kind of to pivot and reassess those priorities and still find that balance and do those things every day, whether that's, you know, just a gratitude list. If you can only find time to list three things that you're grateful for. And if even in that day, it's just that there's sun outside, you're breathing and, you know, you have a dog, whether like just coming back to some of the basics sometimes can be really, really helpful. Um, I think too, the next thing that I wanted to say, I like, live by this quote is progress over perfection. I think the all or nothing mindset is one of the most damaging mindsets that you can have because really when I think of the people that I know with the all or nothing mindset, you are always kind of stagnant because if one little setback happens, you know, it's over. And I think we're bound to have setbacks, you know, that's a, an inevitable thing in life. So I think learning how to kind of deal with those setbacks, but then keep pushing forward is so important. Um, I also think mindset when it comes to wellness is so important, you know, looking at things from a positive light. Like I remember years ago when I first got into this wellness space, things felt really hard, you know, I knew I should be drinking water, but I hated drinking water. So something that you can like, just a little mindset shift that you could do in in one of those situations is just be like, wow, I'm so grateful to have access to clean drinking water that I can drink today. And then it comes from a place of gratitude to make you realize that this is actually a blessing that you have access to water. And you can do that with anything, you know, oh, I don't want to work out today. Well, how amazing it is that I have a body that can move. And that can, you know, lift weights or go on a walk. That's such an amazing thing. And I have to use that today, you know? So just making those little shifts is really important. Um, And kind of back to the progress over perfection thing, really just focusing on, you know, doing something good for yourself every day and not being obsessive about it. I feel like also focusing on like little moments rather than hyper-focusing on you know, the food you're eating or how many calories you burn in a workout, you know, like sometimes life is more than health and fitness. And it's actually about memories and socializing and being with friends and family and thinking about more than just what you're eating. So kind of stepping back sometimes and just realizing that health can also be connections and, you know, those memories that I mentioned, I think is really important. I feel like I'm just like spit firing so much because I have so much to say on this topic because I feel like oftentimes people do either have that all or nothing mindset about it or just make it really unsustainable. And it doesn't have to be like that. No, truly. And I, 
A, I love everything you said. And B, I'd like to point out to anybody listening, like how those are fundamentally at the end of the day, all like mindset shifts. Like I think Mm -hmm. we forget how much of our everyday, just like literal life is fueled by these usually like subconscious thoughts, you know? And if those subconscious thoughts are being fueled by diet culture and by toxic habits and beliefs and things like those, like it's going to, of course, be hard to, as you said, get out of those like calorie counting and obsessive mindsets and habits. But when you start to shift mindsets and you start to develop this progress over perfection and gratitude and just really being open to pivot and shift and change, right? Like A, not only will it help make a healthy and well lifestyle more realistic and attainable and sustainable, but like every other aspect of your life. And, you know, when it comes to work, like you're going to start seeing things differently. And I know that was it for me. Like I started making these mindset shifts in regards to wanting to recover from an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And then what I found was just how much I, how much work I wanted to do on my mental health, because I realized these little mindset shifts were going to change and impact so many areas of my life. And I think it's it's moments like those and realizations like those and shifts that really show you just like how important at the end of the day, like your inner being, your mind, your just perspective on life is in regards to the daily choices you're making, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. like you said, even like something as simple as drinking water, like being aware of like how a dehydrated, you know, you know, mindset is versus when you're have enough water to drink or you're well-fed or whatever it is, having gratitude Mm -hmm. for those times when you, you know, never let yourself eat enough or you never had enough to drink. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it truly is a mindset shift that can shift so much in life in general. I think so. I love, I think, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, even now that you say that too, I'm like, I feel like I just have a lot more joy in my days because of those mindset shifts. Like, you know, work isn't yet a task because I'm so lucky to go to a job that I love, you know, mm-hmm. little things like that. Um, I feel like you can, you can implement these things in so many areas of your life other than just, you know, wellness and nutrition and exercise and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that. Like one thing you're really passionate about mm-hmm. to really drive you to start some sort of shift or change or lifestyle you know, mm-hmm. movement. And then you do see like, it's the ripple effect. Like it, it impacts mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, if you're like totally. obsessive with your food, you're obsessive at work or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really, and I that. do think it starts from mindset. I think mindset, mm-hmm. if you're going to work on one thing, it's just like change the way that you're seeing things and thinking and so many different areas of your life will change and improve, at least in my experience. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'll second that. <laughs> and yeah, you guys yeah. test it. Like seriously, just it's, so, you know, it's not easy, but it's like, it's not going to hurt you. Like just give no. it a try, you know, just, exactly. just try. <laughs> exactly. Even just coming back to gratitude, like being grateful for a few things in your day can just, again, change that mindset. That's like the first thing that I would probably start with and just yeah. feel like the gratitude, like genuinely feel it. Like think of things that you're really, really happy to have in your life. And everybody has something, even when things are really, really hard, whether that's just that you can breathe. Truly, no, truly. And that's why I think that's the, yeah, that probably is like the best place to start because it is Mm -hmm. something that, yeah, it's always there. You just have to really like actually be aware of it. So, totally. Uh, Well, I am extremely grateful that you came on for this conversation. (laughs) And I'm sure many listening are going to be grateful that they now have something to think about or ponder, maybe 
enact change with. So I just so, so, so appreciate you coming on and sharing and being as, you know, authentic and real as always. Um, but where can people find you and follow along? You're just such a light and you're just so bubbly and you always make me smile. And I know, you know what I mean? I know life's not always like rainbow and sunshine and butterflies, but Mm -hmm. you just always, you're a very like feel good person to follow. So I'd love for others to find you. Emily, that's so nice. I'm blushing. <laughs> that's so sweet. I can say that all that, all of, all of that Aww. back to you. This conversation has been great. I feel like I have like known you for years. I feel like we keep talking for hours. Oh, hundred um, percent. So I really appreciate you asking me to be on. This was so fun. Um, anyone can find me uh, at Lowe's Healthy Life, Lowe's underscore healthy underscore life on Instagram, um, which is short for Lauren. That's my name. And then I do have a blog, lowsholylife.com. And I'm on TikTok, really into the TikTok scene lately, but can't read my comments. (laughs) I saw that on your story. (laughs) Yeah. They're a little too mean, but it's fun. It's definitely fun. So Lowe's Healthy Life on there too. But anyways, yeah. Perfect. I'll tag everything below as well. Okay. You'll see. Thanks again. Of course.